0: Hey there, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks-themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. My name is Adrian, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. We are two people who love Disney Parks, and we started this podcast because we know there are other Disney Parks fans out there who, like us, aren't perfect and PG-rated. They may have a little beast mix them with their bell. And if that's you, then this is the show for you. Okay, now that that's out of the way... Let's find out what ride we're going to talk about today. It's a ride with two different rides in the same ride vehicle. We're talking about Epcot's Mission Space.
1: Space, 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 space.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's gather some facts and we'll be right back. Hi adrian doesn't that music just jazz you up
1: oh i'm jazzed i'm so That's jazzed that up.
0: music that gives me all the energy in the world like it's so inspiring
1: it is so inspiring right now i'm inspired and also a little conflicted because i don't know which which way to go I have, there's too many choices involved with this ride
0: there's so much choices involved but we'll get to that um but yeah that was the mission space area music that we just heard and um it's that music that you kind of also hear a little pieces of it when you enter the park um it's the thing that gets you that you know you're at Epcot because there's no other theme park in the world that has that sort of like spacey electronic music
1: that shit is straight up hopeful you know it like, is yeah, like you listen to that and you're just like I'm hopeful for like yeah, a good like future. things
0: are gonna be okay I'm gonna have a yeah. great day at the park so um I want to talk about what we're drinking today today we're drinking a nuclear fission space <laughs> it's um, equal parts vodka, sprite, and cranberry juice. You squeeze a little bit of fresh lime ju- lime juice in there, and garnish it with a few cranberries and a lime wedge. Delicious. Cheers.
1: Cheers.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fizzy. Do you feel like you're in outer space?
1: <laughs> I'm floating, baby.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, drinking, we are drinking out of some mugs that we got from some listeners. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I'm so excited. This amazing. is amazing. <laughs> it's so
1: cool. I, these I... are
0: from Megan and Dave. These are a little bit of um, these are kind of mugs. They seem like they go together, but they could be from another set. They're sort of retro. um, dining mugs like disney you have one that has like goofy on it he's sort Uh of holding like a like a like a tray of coffee these are mugs that say mickey's coffee which i enjoy mickey's that's joffrey's coffee coffee and i like that and um, these
1: these like the the graphic style is kind of like i think it's the new like the new cartoons right
0: i think so i
1: mean yeah they like they don't look like the old school classic uh characters they have like a like a new old flair to them like like they are yeah. be retro and yet i think they're the new style i don't know it's confusing yeah but they're, they're, my they're like
0: new and old mixed together because Minnie does have on like when waitresses would have that little bonnet on their head she has that on so hers i obviously took the mini one ryan took the goofy one because of his personality and uh just thank you megan and dave we really appreciate it anybody would like to Send us anything. Um, get in touch with us at our Instagram handle at um, Drunk History, and we'll let you know where to send it to. We totally appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it was very, very sweet of you guys, and I, I love my new coffee mug. Thank
0: you. Yeah, I'm gonna treasure this baby. I mean, it's adding to a massive collection that I already have, and it, it can always keep growing. So today we are talking about, of course, Mission dot dot Space. Um, it's a ride at Epcot. It was instituted in 2003. Uh, the Mars mission of this um, ride was instituted in 2003, and then the Earth mission was added in 2017. Uh, we have a ride capacity of 1,600 people per hour. There are four centrifuges, 10 capsules per centrifuge, four riders per cap- capsule. capsule. Capsule? Capsules. Capsule? Capsule? I have no idea. This is my f- second language. Um <laughs> So, <laughs> um, just like a little space,
1: space my second language,
0: space, space is my second language. My first language is, um, Hawaiian. So this ride is, um, a centrifuge based space simulator that spins riders around a central axis to simulate g-forces of a rocket left off and eventually, um, a moment of weightlessness.
1: This um, is it's, like straight up NASA, right? Like, like, yeah, this is like what they are like, kind of like what they would like put real astronauts through, right? Or at least sure, that's what yeah, my is... 10-year-old self always thought. I'm being right,
0: a real was, Yeah, NASA was involved a little bit in this ride. Um, but the ride is actually based on the 2000 sci-fi film Mission to Mars. Um, the movie stars Gary Sinise as an astronaut leading his team to the mysterious red planet of Mars. Um, and as tribute to the movie, Gary Sinise starred as Capcom for the Mission Space pre-show. Um, he served as the host for both teams from 2003 to 2017, and then American movie and TV actress Gina Torres replaced her in 20 t- him in 2017.
1: I love me some Gina Torres, but how cool would it have been if they got Ice Cube and made it like it was from Ghosts of Mars? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I would
0: be a jazzed if they had Ice Cube as host of any. Any ride, I just I'm looking for that type of flavor in um my next. Maybe he could be the, the voice of Spaceship Earth.
1: Oh, I would love that. I would love that so yeah. much.
0: That'd be dope.
1: <laughs> These are the motherfucking Phoenicians.
0: <laughs> so um, there's a lot of components this ride. It, it's meant to simulate an astronaut training. Uh, we're meant to be like training for the first man mission to Mars aboard the fictional X2 Deep Space Shuttle. And the year is twenty thirty six. Not that far away. I mean, um,
1: I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for twenty thirty six. Ride that cool, that cool, cool ship.
0: Yeah, go go for a slingshot to Mars in a in a couple of years. Um, we are we're at the fictional International Space Training Center, the ISTC, uh, where they arrange crews into into assigned roles: navigator, pilot, commander, and engineer. It doesn't matter what ride does something like this. I am always the navigator. I mean, I'm always like a shit role. I'm always the engineer. I'm never the pilot. I never get a good role. The same thing on this new um, Star Wars, you know, Millennium Millennium Falcon. Falcon, I'm I'm always like the gunner or the engineer. It's so boring. Yeah, I've
1: yet to be the pilot on that sucker. But this one, they're all shit (laughs) it does not matter what you are they're
0: all shit and all you have to do is press a button and the buttons do absolutely nothing yeah this if you don't press it the automatic pilot performs the task for you so it doesn't it's just a a prompt that doesn't respond to the prompt yeah
1: all you get is like a like a bing like bing (laughs) it lights up yeah oh you did something
0: bing yeah Um, as you mentioned before, there are two different versions of this ride. There's the Mars mission. That would be if you choose to go on the orange team. If and you're that, cool,
1: the cool yeah, that club. means
0: that you're brave and you're not. You don't get motion sickness and all these things. Um, you're not that's, afraid of
1: hypersleep. Of hypersleep, you know.
0: Yeah. No. Who would be afraid of that? That sounds like so much fun. It's like being frozen in time.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It sounds horrifying to me. It sounds so scary. What happens if you have a bad dream and you're stuck in a bad dream all the way from Earth to Mars?
0: It's a dream. It's not real life. You'll be
1: fine. I don't know, man. Like eight months of bad. My dreams? No, thank you.
0: (laughs) Imagine you remember it. It's like you're remembering like a hundred years worth of dreams. Oh, God. You're like, oh, my God. Around year three, I dreamt that I was a snake and I, you know, like (laughs) was slithering around the spaceship. Um, so yeah, you're supposed to like slingshot around the moon, which is like the, when you, when you know that the centrifuge is finally kicking in and then you land on Mars, uh, you control this like joystick sort of, you're not really controlling it, but you think you are. And then of course something happens and there's a little bit of drama.
1: The green team. Like everything you just said could be my twenties. You You play with your joystick. (laughs) A it doesn't drama. really matter,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> back, back to reality. So, the Earth mission, which probably describes my life, is a lot less exciting. And it just floats over Earth, and you you sort of glide around. And you get to see like different places, like the Grand Canyon and the Northern Lights. And then there's just like a thunderstorm, and you have a rocky landing uh, back in Florida during the middle of a cat 5.
1: It is beautiful.
0: It is beautiful. It's like um like Soren but in space. Yeah. And you know in a little in a little viewfinder mirror. Yeah,
1: and the only smells that you smell is like, you know, the commander next to you. <laughs>
0: yeah, is the ripe Taurus next to you just like <laughs> who needs some fucking deodorant ASAP. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Interesting facts about this ride. Um, this was one of the most popular rides at Disney World until two guests died after riding it in 2005 and 2006. Um, neither of the deaths were directly linked to the attraction because the, both of the guests, one had a previous, um, high, one had high blood pressure. The other had an, eye, an undiagnosed um, heart problem. But this negative publicity caused people to sort of stay away from it. And in response, Disney decided to make the tamer, non-spinning version of the ride. Uh, and uh, wait, so the
1: green one, like, just straight up doesn't spin?
0: It doesn't spin. Like, no, at all? It, it moves. It rocks back and forth, but it does not go around the centrifuge. Um, all of those, all of those um, four different centrifuges can be retrained to spin because um, they're all just the same ride vehicle. Just they stop, so they swing back and forth, but they don't spin. Okay. Um, so, uh, another fact before mission space, the pavilion used to was one of your favorites uh, of oh Ryan horizons. <laughs> it almost makes
1: me, it almost makes me hate this ride because of what it took away from me, but
0: I know, I know, uh, uh if, if anybody's not, you know, as old as us, uh, horizons is a dark ride, Omni mover, uh, that showcased a futuristic world. Uh, but mission space does still pr- play tribute to its predecessor, The Horizons logo can be seen in the center of the gravity wheel in the queue and in the front of the gift shop's uh, register counter.
1: Not good enough.
0: Not good enough, no. (laughs) Um, Another fact, many attractions of Walt Disney World have sponsors that help pay for the attractions. HP is the sponsor for Mission Space, and they constructed a lounge that was added to the second floor of the building that overlooks portions of the queue and the attraction. Um, Their employees are allowed to enjoy and hang out there as much as they want. Um, and the lounge is also allowed to be utilized by Make-A-Wish Foundation children. Uh, I never understood these little lounges. I remember they had one for uh, Disney annual pass holders. They've had them for Disney Visa members. Um, it's just like a bunch of chairs. Like you know, you sit around. You can get like a free granola bar and like some water. I yeah, I think it's just like you can. know, like
1: air conditioning. Like are there are there like bathrooms there? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, bathroom break. That's like, maybe not as gross <clears throat> and, uh, some AC and know. Yeah. yeah. Like a water.
0: Yeah. Um, I never
1: did one. I I, I wasn't, uh, well, I wasn't in that upper echelon.
0: No, you're not, you're not a, a high class uh, member like myself. Actually, I think, you know, I'm having one of those memories where I think I did, but I probably just watched somebody's blog where they went in. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't me. Um, uh, another fact just before boarding the attraction, guests waiting for Mission Space can listen to an announcement for a Mr. Johnson. While it may seem like a random name, it actually play, pays homage to an in- extinct attraction in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Mr. Johnson was a robot host of the Tomorrowland attraction mission to Mars, um, which okay. existed. Yeah, cool. it existed where Stitch's Great Escape uh, now is. Yeah, an-, an
1: alien encounter before that.
0: Sure. Another reference to Mr. Johnson can be heard on the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover when Mr. Tom Morrow is prom- prompted to contact Mr. Johnson about his flight to the moon. And, Mr. Johnson, uh, that...
1: Mr. Big
0: Hanging Johnson. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, um, Mr. Johnson is also, I think, the way that if you're on a cruise ship, they announce that there is a um, a uh, AA meeting going on. Really? I think so. Uh, I think it's William Friends of William Johnson.
0: Oh, you know what? Then that that whole thing works because I never knew that that's what that was. Um, Maybe not. Lastly, Maybe I'm wrong.
1: I could be. I could be doing one of my classic uh, dark ride lies. Uh, I
0: remember when I worked at um, at Hollywood Studios, there was a code for when there was vomit, um, but I can't remember what the code was. But it was something sort of clever like that as well. Um, and lastly, at some point, who knows, at this time, uh, Mission, the Mission Space Pavilion is going to be welcoming a brand new restaurant experience. The new restaurant promises to be an out-of-this-world culinary experience featuring celestial panorama of a space station. Uh, guests who dine here will enjoy daytime and nighttime views of Earth from 220 miles up in space, hence the name Space 220. And that's some facts about mission space. I want to go Ryan, to that you...
1: restaurant straight up. Want to go? I can't wait. Oh, I... can't wait for the, our quarantine to be over so that we can book a trip down there,
0: because it's got to I mean, be open by be... now, right? I mean, nothing's open. Well, no.
1: I mean, like when they when they reopen, like it's got to be open again. Because, yeah, like,
0: I mean, they they've been having a lot of a lot of issues with um, I don't know if it's Landry. I don't know who the who the operator of the restaurant is, but there's been a lot of like the chef quit and different things. But yeah, I think if there was none of this was going on. It would have been open by now, but I remember when I first heard about this at one of the X, ex- one of the expos, the 23 expos, it was like the thing that got me super excited, like eating, feeling like you're eating in space. When can you ever experience that?
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, just the screens are going to be so cool and the elevator to get you up there is going to be so cool.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited about it. So Ryan, do you have any initial thoughts or memories about this ride?
1: So, it i remember um i remember like wanting to go on it and it and it being still under construction and and not knowing like not knowing any information about it and being like really excited and then hearing that somebody died on it and being really excited like holy shit disney's finally like not holding punches what is this thing that happens in there and then i was he- hearing like oh it's a real nasa simulator and you're going to throw up and you're going to die and it's going to be awesome and then i went on it and I, and like it was after they tuned tuned it down a bit and it was yeah. and it was like really lame um and the screen was like shitty the graphics weren't good and i was like not impressed i remember coming out and being like i just waited how long for that like because it was you know it was still new and fresh and i uh, had a really long line and then i remember you know riding it years and years later and being like oh this is phenomenal like they you know they updated it and it was it was a lot of fun so i'm i'm a little bit torn i think you know part of the reason that i was hating it uh when i was younger is also because like they got rid of horizons in order to do it um which is uh you know a travesty. But it does have like architecture I'm I'm an architect by trade as you know, and architecturally like coming walking up to this building is super impressive. Yeah. It's like really beautiful. I think it's one of my favorite buildings in Epcot.
0: Yeah. Um I it this is one of those rides where I never was a big fan of it. Um, It's one of those rides where the more I learned about it, it grew on me because there actually was so much effort put into this. There's so many hidden things um, that I learned through researching this ride that I never paid attention to. So I now have an appreciation for it, but I didn't always have a love for it. It was never a ride where I came off it. Like I always felt like it's, there's something missing and I don't, I feel like they were trying to achieve something and I think Disney's really good at catching your heart and that they missed that aspect. I think they focus so much on, on, um, like nailing this feeling of space. Like, I think they just,
1: they were like, Oh, Gary Sinise is going to bring all the heart that we need.
0: We're fine. And you know what he normally does. And, and I think the, him not being there does have an effect on it. Uh, a little bit because I think you see Gary Sinise and you feel like, oh my God, Lieutenant Dan, and you just feel like really happy. And, yeah, I agree, um,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gary Sinise so, is a good guy.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so let's, um, I think it's time that we uh, drink that ride. What do you Gee, think? Let's
1: drink that ride, oh, absolutely.
0: Drink that ride! Woo! Um, i'm gonna explain the game we have a game here we hope you play along at home because it's oh it's never fun to drink alone and so if you're alone in your apartment right now you're not drinking alone you're drinking with us
1: yeah this is a this is a beautiful excuse to get drunk with you can just be like yeah i was hanging out with my friends hanging out with my friends adrian and rye yeah you're just
0: hanging out we're just hanging out we're playing a game nothing nothing's going on here so this game has um bunch of categories it has um it has queue and length of ride and thrill level those are all worth five points and immersion which includes sight sounds and ride vehicles that's worth 10 points because that's what disney's known for those complete the technical rounds and after that we go into the fun round disney is selling fun did they deliver and that is where we get to decide if they did and then we take both of our scores here and we we um we round them <laughs> and we figure out what this ride um, receives on, out of a possible 50 points. Um, and we'd love it if you let us know if you got a similar score. Sometimes we feel like as big as Disney fans, maybe it really affects our scoring versus, you know, people that maybe aren't as like psychotically as obsessed. So I would love to hear everybody's score. So just add us at Drunk DrunkDistry on Instagram and let us know what your score is as well. So that's the game. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the queue. Uh, The first part of this queue happens even before you walk into the building. You encounter this massive sign that basically asks you whether you want to be a real astronaut or just like a pilot flying around the world. Um, Yeah, like, are
1: you a wuss? If if you're a wuss, take a right.
0: (laughs) You get a choice here. You could choose between two teams. You could choosing the orange team means that you're choosing to to ride a the spinning version of the ride that's going to go to mars choosing the green ch- team means that the ride is not going to spin um and it, you're going to just circle around earth uh you're then given a launch ticket and if you choose the orange side there's about 500 warnings on it basically saying that if you've had so much as a hangnail at any point in your life that you should rethink your choice and ride the green team
1: i feel like um, more than like more than any other attraction in all of disney this ride has serious warnings like more than you know tower of terror or uh rock and roller coaster or like any of like the more serious thrill rides i this think one, it should i guess i mean like I guess because people have died but like people have died on uh, you know, the Matterhorn at Disneyland and, you know, you don't see a bunch of warnings up over there.
0: I was always I, just as someone who was like, you know what? I don't want to if I'm going to go on this, I don't want to spend the rest of my day like kind of nauseous. I have in the the last five years I've chosen green. And very recently I was like, ah, I think I'm going to go on orange. And I felt like it affected my head, like it affected my like equilibrium more than any ride that I've been on where I was literally like with that centrifuge, like you really, there's a point where you feel like your head isn't attached to your body. So I think, I think anything that sort of starts to affect uh, that area of your body, there should be some warnings. Um, they really scare the death, like the, the shit out of you when you read this, this card. But um, after you get through that and you decide, you know, are you, Oh yeah, that's
1: man, right. They, they like, like they, you have to hold a card all the way in line. Right.
0: Yeah, because you could decide after reading it, like, I want to go green, and if at any point you decide, I want to go green, you just tell a cast member, and then they will give you the card to go. They want to know that you're committing, like, you have it in your hand, that you know that this is, you're, you want to do this.
1: Yeah, and they, like, you know, make, do they, like, make fun of you uh, And when you give them? Probably. A- yeah, they, I mean... Oh, you um, can't hack it, huh? Oh, okay, you want to go in the little green one. Okay,
0: all right. Little green baby. Oh, sure. Um after you pass this big sign um you're going to go into the outdoor planetary plaza which is what you were talking about earlier Ryan where you just see this like sweeping architecture and there's also a historical object there there's a large sphere sphere which represents the moon and it's covered in 29 golden circles each represents every moon landing between the years of 1959 through 1976 Oh cool. Yeah. Um and um the attraction queue, once you're inside, um, there's several items and commemorative plaques at, from past, present, and fictitious future space missions. <laughs> um, among these items on display are props from the 2000 film Mission to Mars, including that big rotating gravity wheel from the predecessor X-1 spacecraft, um, a model of uh, which hangs from the ceiling, and a replica of the NASA moon rover from the Apollo program yeah
1: it'd be again if we were doing Ghost from Mars it'd be cooler if we had Ice Cube's Land Rover that he had in Are We There Yet and that was just <laughs> parked like next door that'd be cool
0: I think you need to petition for some sort of Ice Cube ride I just want Ice like Cube you're...
1: in my life more <laughs> if it could be more in my life that'd be cool um yeah
0: so what are your thoughts on the cube
1: um I uh Yeah, I'm not like I'm not so much a fan of the like the fictitious part of it. I like the historical stuff. I like that you walk past like old uh um like mission control type spots. The they used to have and I, I think they still have it, like this big circular um set that used to spin, and that was like where the astronauts would like do their exercising and things like that. And It would spin very, very slowly to, like, replicate, like, gravity, almost like 2001 A Space Odyssey. And that's, like, one of my favorite movies. And it was such a cool, giant prop. But I'm pretty sure that it stopped spinning, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, and they never fixed it. And then I think they might have even just taken it out in total now.
0: I don't remember it, so I don't think it's there as of right now. Yeah,
1: that's lame, because it was awesome.
0: My thoughts on the queue are that this ride – never really has a queue so I don't have moments where I'm like in that main area where the big gravity wheel is where I could really expect because um I found out that the gravity wheel actually has a you know reference to like we said the predecessor horizons is on there I would have never noticed that because they they have the snake lines in there but you never need them you kind of just walk right on this ride I feel like there's never Never wait because it's not as popular as it used to be. And especially if you're going to ride the green side, usually it'll be like a 20 minute wait for the orange side and like a 10 minute wait for the green side. So um, in that respect, I don't feel like I spend too much time on the queue.
1: Sure. I get that. I wouldn't wait for
0: this. I don't think I'd wait for this ride ever. No, I think that because of the tier fast passes at Epcot, you this is in the second tier and you can just, throw in a fast pass for it, or just walk on. So um, because of that, so Ryan, you, we've made this rule up that whoever is keeping score gets to be the enforcer of the drinking. So Ryan, you are the scorekeeper and enforcer of the drinking on this episode. I am Uh, the
1: enforcer.
0: I'm giving this cue because I've learned a little bit about the historical part. And I think the outside is beautiful. Like you said, with the architecture, the choice of it, with getting to choose your team and you kind of walking around with a card, I think it deserves a three. A Three. Yeah.
1: Okay. There's some cool uh, space go,
0: up in there.
1: I'm going uh, uh two. Uh, okay. I, I don't. I'm not much of a fan. I want it to be kind of the the queue should be over uh, sooner. Oh, I feel um, like
0: it's pretty fast. That's why I gave it a three. But okay, so I will be drinking two and you'll be drinking three. Try Um. Next category, also five points, length of ride. So the full show length of this ride clocks in at five minutes, 38 seconds. The actual ride is five three minutes and 55 seconds.
1: Three minutes and 55 seconds.
0: Yeah. Um. I, every time I've ridden it, feel like that's, just enough I'm not looking for any more although when when you're on the green side and it is a little bit of a slower more like kind of gliding around sort of a Soren-esque feel I I feel like it's over kind of quickly where I feel like you know if we're going to be just floating around the earth you know like let us sort of take in some stuff I feel like there should maybe be like sometime maybe we go over I was thinking like why are we not going over to Antarctica or somewhere freaking cool like that's not
1: soaring.
0: <laughs> well, just because you know, like, if I'm not, if I'm not, I'm never going to go to Antarctica. Like, it, yeah, sure. sure. So I don't think, I think it could be a little longer on the green side. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a two on length of ride.
1: So I, I'm like conflicted. So, all right. Number one, I've never ridden the green side. I've only done like a ride through video of the green side. So I know what it looks like and that's cool. And I'm assuming that I understand what it feels like which is like, you know, a a not cool version of the orange side. Um, I think that the, the length of ride for the orange one, when you're actually in the ride is kind of like perfect, like, like a perfect length for what you're doing. Um, You don't get like, I don't at least get too nauseous in that amount of time. And like, I I think that there's like a, a pretty good story arc of what's, what's happening with you. But, when you're waiting outside of that room, like, the, like when they take you off of, like, the main queue and, like, line you up at your, uh, the door to get into your, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Gravitron, whatever the.
0: um The capsule? Yeah, the
1: capsule, right? <laughs> so, like, when they're, like, lining you up outside the door to get into your capsule, that takes fucking forever. The, yeah. the screen in front of you, like, repeats the rules of, like, oh, don't get too sick on this ride, don't throw up. Yeah. Um, although they do give you barf bags, right? They give you barf
0: Now bags. there are barf bags in the ride. Yeah, that's pretty wild.
1: Yeah. So, like, that portion takes way too long. So I don't know if, like, I guess, like, you know, you're waiting there the entire time that they're on their journey, right? So maybe it's too long because, like, that waiting is too long. I don't know. I'm somewhere. I'm going to go right in the middle. I'm a three.
0: Okay. So I gave it, a, you're keeping score. I gave it a two, you gave it a three, and I was drinking. am drinking
1: two, you're drinking three. We're, we're tied up, baby. We're going, we're just, we're just switching spots.
0: Woohoo. hoo um, The next category is thrill level. So it should be noted that this, this is a ride that hits a G-force of 2.5 Gs. I think that's important to mention uh, in the thrill level. Uh, more than any ride in Walt Disney World
1: more than any ride and
0: really yeah um so here's my thing about the g force though um i don't know if that is thrilling or as much as it makes me feel like a little sick it's the same thought i would have on the other ride in walt disney world that is no, is the ride where the most people get sick uh the mad tea party um that it we didn't think that was thrilling and that causes the same sort of, like, sick emotion. Um, but this is, obviously, have a, a little more thrill. I do think that it has the most effect. I'm going to give it a four on thrill. I can't give it a five because I don't know, if I feel like I teeter the line of, like, sick versus thrill. But there's definitely a major thrill here with uh, 2.5 Gs.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I I think that you know, this ride killed two people. It's definitely thrilling. Like maybe not the green version. I'm not gonna rate the green version. Um, no, we just... have to
0: take it as a whole. And and there's a very thrilling part of this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, uh, for me, you know, you're your orange boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 only gonna ride the orange side, and it's uh it's pretty thrilling. It's fun. You really feel like you're taking off. You really feel like yeah. you're weightless. Um i'm gonna say that it's like a four
0: okay so we both gave it a four yeah all right we will drink one cheers cheers um so the next category is worth 10 points this is immersion sight sounds ride vehicle i think that the po- the points that you just brought up about really feeling like you're taking off and really feeling like you're in space I think they fall in this category. Um, ride vehicle, I think that one of the um, things that they should mention on this little card is claustrophobia because that ride vehicle is like pretty tight. You're oh, really, yeah. um, you're really uh, boxed in there. I deduct some points for the fact that you are given a role and you have to hear about it. And Like you said, you're waiting outside and this is what, pilot. You're going to be doing this. Navigate. And then there's no bearing on the ride. It's just pushing a button that lights up and nothing changes if you don't do it. So that's a deductive point in there. Um,
1: Yeah. That deducts like more than a point. That's like pretty fucked up. Cause they, they like, they push this real hard. Like, Oh, you're doing a job. Oh, you're going to be the pilot and you're the navigator. Hey commander, you better be able to be commanding this, this whole team. Uh, When really like, it doesn't matter, you know, like, you know, if your child, who's a four-year-old, happens to be your commander, <laughs> you're going to be fine.
0: I think that Disney had gotten a lot of flack about the fact that they do stuff like this. And they answered that through the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Because you actually have a role. And if you don't do the thing, it affects the game. And, like, there's a bunch of four-year-old children who are the pilots. and Yeah,
1: fucking up my the, game. You fucking up my The fucking Falcon, Falcon,
0: Falcon flies into a, into a wall and... We all lose because they put a four-year-old as a pilot, and they put someone my age as the fucking gunner. And, ugh. um. So yeah, uh, immersion. Because of this, I'm gonna give it a seven.
1: I was I was right there with you, but and and in fact, I I actually just switched it down to a six. Because like, <laughs> although the feeling the feeling is totally there, and the the screen. The screen right in front of you. Each each seat has its own HD screen right in front of us. Yeah, and the the panel is like really good now. It used to be really poor, and it it totally blew the the immersion of the the ride. Now yeah. it does feel a lot better, but you can still like there's still like a a flatness to it or or something. Millennium Falcon does it a lot more successfully.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. Millennium Falcon kills it, and this. This is kind of a a little bit of a womp womp. Uh yeah. I'm gonna stick with the seven though. Cool. Uh so in our technical categories, what are what is our point value up to right now?
1: So you are at 16.
0: Out of a possible twenty-five.
1: And I am at fifteen.
0: Okay, so it's a little it's going about half, a little over half of the uh of it's over half. Yeah. 12.5 is half. Uh, now we're going to go into fun level. Uh, if you're playing along at home, th- we're asking that when you think about what you want to give it out of a possible 25 points, it's, do you walk off of mission space and think I had a great time? I'm smiling ear to ear. Maybe I want to go again. This was, a this was worth my Disney dime. Ryan out of a score of 25. Are you having fun on mission space?
1: So yeah, I'm having fun. It's definitely over half. Um, but again, I'm only going to do this as like an orange, as an orange player. Yeah, it's fine. So I'm having fun. I'm walking out with a smile. I'm walking out saying, "Oh man, that's a better ride than I thought it was." Uh, it
0: does have that effect where you're like, "Well, that was better than I remembered." It does do that. Yeah,
1: for sure. And uh, on recent trips, I've gone multi, uh, multi, yeah. multi ride. So that's got to say something right if you do it more than once you got to like it kind of so i'm going to go i'm going to go 15
0: okay um i i like to think about where i know we're different here i like to think about what i've given other rides um in this category and um I don't think I could hit a fifteen. I don't think I could hit just the ten point deduct duck from twenty-five because um, I don't know. I, I if it, if this ride went away, it wouldn't break my heart. Um, I'm, I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a fourteen.
1: Fourteen. Okay. Okay. So, Adrian, you're not gonna like this.
0: No, I think you're not gonna like this. I don't mind.
1: <laughs> I, I think you're gonna hate this. Uh oh. And I might be speaking for the two of us. <laughs> uh, do we have the same score. <laughs> we don't even have to uh, do an averaging <laughs> because it just is thirty.
0: Thirty. Thirty. Wow. 30-30. This,
1: this ride did not do good. It it uh it it lost to. The Grand Fiesta Tours during the Three Cocktails.
0: I mean, I would agree with that because I, I I have a great time on the. You know Grand what? Fiesta I'm
1: Tour. I'm ha- I'm I'm
0: totally cool with that. It. Uh, so I think it's hitting the right spot. What yeah. did it?
1: What did it beat? It beat out the Tiki Room, and uh, and it beat out uh the Mad Tea Party, and, and the railroad, and it beat out the railroad, which is our current uh our current low low man on the totem pole.
0: Okay. I mean, this sounds okay. I think we might be a little lower than the average. I have a feeling that... Oh, the... I know people
1: where this is their favorite ride in the whole yeah. park. So, I mean, you know, look, uh,
0: it's a polar Drake District
1: represents the dark ride is, uh, is not always the, the most uh, uh, even-keeled with the rating because of our, our unique rating system.
0: Well, I think that this is probably the first time you and I have have ever had the exact same score.
1: I'm looking at the charts, and we've come within one point on Expedition Everest, on Grand Fiesta Tour, and on Twilight Zone, but we've never had the, the the exact same, so. All
0: right, we'll drink towards that end. We have to drink a lot right now. I have to drink. Uh, I think 11 times you have to drink 10 so cheers cheers uh, you start drinking while I finish this episode all right episode. Fair, fair um, enough. um so is this a, is this a ride a must do no my answer to that is no uh, Ryan what about you is it a must do he's still drinking folks at ah, this oh oh good uh, <laughs> Oh little missions, manga. That's a lot of <laughs>
1: Is this a must-do? Uh, you know, like, look, you find yourself over on that side of Future World. Yeah, like I'm doing this over test track. I'll tell you that.
0: Um, that's a very valid point. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. You even just feel you like just rode
1: the Grand Fiesta tour. You're on your walk over, you know, towards towards Spaceship Earth. Having uh, maybe you're like, oh, I got an extra twenty minutes. You're doing this ride. Right. You do. I
0: think about what I just ate or drank before I think about if I'm doing this ride. <laughs> well, that's a good point. That's I a good point. Was, if I just was in the Mexico pavilion eating a couple of enchiladas and having a, a spicy Mark, I might pass. <laughs> that's a good point. But, that's um, a good point. So, yeah, I mean, n- neither of those rides are really uh, must use for me, but, um, Okay, uh, Ryan, on a scale of Orange Bird to Buzz Lightyear, how drunk are you during this episode of The Dark Ride?
1: Oh, man, oh, man.
0: Uh, As a Disney character,
1: please. I think I'm probably, oh, who, 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 Uh, who, 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 I'm Archimedes from uh, from, uh, (laughs) Sword in the Stone.
0: Okay, I mean, Archimedes is kind of small and you just drank um, 10 sips of, of our nuclear fission uh, space.
1: He is a curmudgeonly. But, he's a curmudgeonly old man who doesn't leave his house <laughs> for a long time and I feel very akin with him right now.
0: Yeah, that's true. He lives in his tower. I'm going to say that i
1: <laughs> How about you? What character are you right now?
0: I think I'm Ham from Toy Story because he's voiced by John Ratzenberg who plays... The postman in cheers and he's just like a drunk (laughs) know-it-all and that's how i feel piloting this episode of the show you
1: absolutely i couldn't agree more
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well um that's our show everybody um the dark ride presented by drunk distry is available every wednesday on itunes we are now on itunes stitcher spotify and wherever podcasts are available the show is free, but you can play us by simply liking and subscribing. We really need people to give us those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. So if you could please just give us five stars, just write a quick rating or review, that would mean so much to us. So please do that. Or you can just simply tell a Disney Parks loving fan to listen. That would be also a great way to pay us. And following us on Instagram for lots of Great Disney Parks content at Drunk Distory. Thank you always for joining us. Cheers. Together we race to brave new worlds across the universe as bright as the sun.